You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Pemba. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender. Welcome to the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast for Week 11. Howard, man, this season is flying by. Uh, last week, we talked about sort of some strategies and change-ups we were going to be making uh, to the slate, some different approaches of how, how we're going to go about building our lineups. Uh I, I told you that you couldn't fade Saquon. You told me that you probably could. Uh, your running back section of your playbook was an absolute smash. Uh, all the quarterbacks pretty much came through, including Trevor Lawrence, who I was telling you to play. Uh, all in all, uh, it was a pretty good week for us over here at uh, Fantasy Alarm. It really was. And, you know, as soon as Trevor Lawrence went over that 20 DK <laughs> point threshold, I sent a message to you immediately. Yeah. I should have just left it at that. But I think that's really... I, I kind of feel like everybody benefited a lot from the way we ran the playbook last week. We said three quarterbacks. We can give you a couple of extras here, mm-hmm. but three quarterbacks is where you want to live. And that was Fields, Tua, and um, and and Mahomes. Um, you know, we said that these were the, the receivers that we wanted in our lineups, but what we did was we kind of broke it down into not just cash and GPP, but pay up versus pay down. And we paired up. Uh, Amari Cooper with Donovan Peoples-Jones. We paired up uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, and and Marquez Valdez-Scantling or whoever it was. But like that's you know we we kind of lived in that range, and I feel like that was probably a better move for us in the uh, in the long run. Now, obviously, yeah, hitting on every flipping running back, every running back, every running back was. That was hot. It was yeah. it was great. It made me smile. I was just kidding about the whole Barkley thing, only because yeah. I mean, listen, do, do we all know that Aaron Jones and uh, I don't even know who everybody just Every, I mean, them. Pollard Jones. Yep. yep. Um, right. Barkley obviously came through there. Uh, that that whole like six K range basically of running backs uh, ended up hitting. Uh, Jeff Wilson uh, came through with, with a big performance there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Um, yep. Singletary, so, so we, we Singletary got our, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, Singletary with his two touchdowns. Like that was the thing is that the paydowns hit. Like we knew Barkley was going to smash, and the question was 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 there a paydown that we could fit that we could use in order to be able to fit Barkley in and not have to like completely crap up our wide receivers? I was dying last week trying to make sure that I was getting in not just a priced up quarterback but Barkley and Kelsey too. Yeah. I went down at you know at at, at tight end a, a little as well. I did some Dalton Schultz. I may or may not have splashed some Tyler Higby in there. I can't remember. No one will ever know, Howard. <laughs> no one will ever. Know. <laughs> Erased from the histories. But you know, so but I'll tell you what, man. Looking at the slate this week, I felt really, really good about how the, how the watch list turned out this week. I even added a couple of extra names. John and I are recording here on Thursday. Uh, yeah. afternoon just so everybody knows um so some of the news is out some of the news isn't out and we'll discuss all that but uh, you know looking ahead at this slate i felt great about the watch list but i do feel like we've got some different approaches that we can do uh here for our lineup construction this week yeah i agree with you i did both the quarterback and wide receiver coach this week howard so uh, diving a little bit into some of the uh, the additional positionals uh, Colby is Colby okay? Colby is fine. He's out on a work retreat this week, so I, I, I stepped in uh, doing the wide receiver uh, coach this week as well, which is fine because uh, I think we've been pretty strong on the wide receiver groupings of late. Uh, you know, the low owned Justin Jefferson last week 
uh, in lineups was was a big win there. Uh, Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples-Jones, my boy, just coming through again as a value play uh, for us there. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a lot of interesting opportunities here on this week's slate. Uh, again, we're you know missing out on some of the key names because of sort of the way the, uh, the primetime games are going. Um, but there's still plenty of options for us here on this slate. So why don't we uh, we'll jump into it. The quarterback position. Uh, they told us all week that Josh Allen needed Tommy John surgery, and he basically goes out there, uh, throws for 330 <laughs> yards. The rushing upside was there. He threw a score. He's $8,500, and there's a little bit of a caveat to this play here, right? Because Buffalo is apparently expecting anywhere from three to six feet of snow, Howard. Uh, there's already some reports that they're looking to potentially move this game. The last time Buffalo had a monster snowstorm, uh, that during that was going to impact the Sunday game. They moved it to Detroit. Detroit is on the road this week, so that availability is potentially in play here. Uh, if they move Josh Allen into a dome against Cleveland and the elbow is fine, I mean that's that's probably your top play. I know he's your top price play, and it's very difficult to pair up with Diggs at eighty three hundred dollars this week. But I mean. You know, that, that is, there. there's some really nice potential there for Allen, where I think he's also going to go low rostered because Fields is on the slate against Atlanta that everybody's going to be looking to play. Um, and there's some other decent spots for guys below him. So um, in cash games, though, I, I think Josh Allen, if, if they move this game into Detroit, is, is a pretty safe play. If they move the game, yes, I'm totally in on it. Uh, because, I mean, listen, it, it's it's a cleaner situation and, you know, and, and Buffalo loves to throw the ball. It would obviously trash Devin Singletary as a value play, even though Cleveland's run defense sucks because you put Josh Allen in a dome now. And I'm sorry, that dude's just that. I mean, that, that dude's running all by himself. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, listen, I, again, you know, no big deal with a naked Josh Allen. You don't have to match him up there with Stefan Diggs, And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like we we went naked Mahomes last week, and that was beautiful. Yep. And we've been playing that naked fields for two weeks, so you know it's been been it's, playing naked fields for two weeks, and we can probably still do that again here against Atlanta. I think that's a a good spot. Listen, the funny thing is, as far as the quarterbacks go and paying up, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. All right, those four, uh, those five right there or four right there, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm perfectly fine using any of those four however you want to do it, I, you know, naked or paired up with maybe one receiver uh, out of that group. But other than that, man, I mean, I think that, that paying up at QB is kind of an easy thing to do this week. Yeah, I, I'm not in, I'm not as high on Lamar Jackson, but I do get the matchup here. And, you know, if he gets Andrews back, I know Duvernay is there uh, for him this week, but – uh, you know, he hasn't been, he hasn't really been worthy of the $8,400 in a, in a handful of weeks here. Um, Hertz is interesting because both of his starting receivers are questionable and he lost his starting tight end. So you talk about a naked Jalen Hertz. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I was high on Hertz this year is because I liked his receiving group around him, but, uh, Devonta Smith and, and, uh, AJ Brown are both questionable. 
Obviously, Wednesday practice reports, these guys are always questionable. We'll see what happens as the week moves on again, recording here on Thursday. Um, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen any updates on the Eagles yet. Uh, I did see an update on the Chiefs, which is a different story, but nothing on the Eagles. Right. So, I mean, you know, if those guys get ruled out. You're looking at a Quez Watkins as your wide receiver one, potentially for Jalen. <laughs> eh, he's, he's fast, dude. He's, he's he fast. He's very fast. But, you know, Colts on the road, that could be a tough spot for them there. Uh, Fields is your go-to for sure. Um, but outside of like Fields and Allen, honestly, I'm looking down a little bit cheaper. I mean, I like Dak Prescott this week against Minnesota. I don't mind Cousins on the other side. I know Dallas's pass defense, uh, their their pass rush rather is is elite, so that could certainly cause some problems there. But I I kind of like stacking this game um, from either side of it. I think you can go Prescott with Schultz and Lamb. I think you can go Cousins with Hawkinson and Jefferson if you want to like. In this mid-tier range, I think Cousins and Prescott are certainly uh, guys that I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, the game needs to pop also. Ezekiel Elliott did return to practice today, and that always, you know, every time you deal with Zeke Elliott on the field, um, he's going to get those goal line touches. He's going to get the, the, you know, enough work to be – you know, enough work to kill the Tony Pollard value and and enough work to – kind of gum things up inside the red zone there a little bit. So, but I mean, I get it. I just added Dak Prescott before I saw the news that Zeke practiced today. Um, I cited you and the quarterback coach in the watch list update uh, talking about Dak Prescott. And I agree with you, man. And to pair him up with CD lamb, I know you want to stack, but even if you're just talking about a cash sure. lineup and you want to pair them, uh, Prescott and Lamb, I think, are a, a really nice tandem. Yeah, so again, we've seen Minnesota's pass defense struggle. They're at home, so you're in another dome, so good environment for that for that situation. And then, like I said, just with Cousins, I mean, adding TJ Hawkinson has done, I really think, just adds another layer to what that passing offense can be because he's just a, more of a pure pass catcher. Uh, I think he's a better pass catcher than KJ Osborne, obviously, and he's been better than Irv Smith. He's been getting the target share. Jefferson, apparently you just got to throw the ball to Jefferson and he'll figure a way to come down with it. I mean. <laughs> anyway, remember they did that. Um, There was like an old, I mean, the the whole, like the the map, of the picture of the man who's like his arms are straight out. There's yeah. a circle around it. And they talk about all the angles and stuff like that. They did one of those way back when for uh, for Calvin Johnson, mm-hmm. right? And and showing what his wingspan was and his, like, you know, his vertical leap and all that stuff. You could do one of those for Jefferson, and it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think both of those games are fine for the mid-tier. I want to say that I could consider playing Russell Wilson again. Nope. <laughs> but I nope. know last week I said it was the last opportunity uh, to do so, and he again did not come through for us, sort of right Dude, like 15 six, fantasy 16 points, 16 to 10. Game. 16 to 10, yeah. that's gonna be the final score. Uh, but I mean, the, the Raiders are so bad, that defense is so bad. The problem is, doing the wide receiver coach today, I realized that every wide receiver except for Cortland Sutton is hurt. Uh, KJ Hamler, they're gonna say he's gonna be missing at least another two weeks. Kendall Hinton didn't practice, Jerry Judy didn't practice. Um, so it's Sutton, and then it's uh, the guy who caught the 60 yard touchdown last week, uh, Virgil. That is that's their two wide receivers. They had another guy, uh, Cleveland, and they they waived him yesterday or two days ago. So, like, they're gonna have to maybe, call maybe, maybe this is the big breakout game for Dulcich. So, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, Dulcich has to get target share because I don't know who else they're gonna throw to. I also 
probably to spite my own self here, uh, we've talked about Raiders and pass-catching running backs. They just didn't use Chase Edmonds last week. But, like, if you don't have any receivers, do you use Chase Edmonds more this week, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not saying play Chase Edmonds in DFS, but, like, for a potential plus side for Wilson, if Edmonds is on the field more and utilizing his pass-catching ability. Um, so, again, $5,800, nobody is playing Russell Wilson. Zero percent. So if you're playing multiple lineups, I'm okay with going with Russell Wilson in a lineup. He's not a core play, but if you want to go Sutton with Wilson or Dolchik with Wilson against Las Vegas, because the Raiders have really struggled against tight ends as well this year, I think there's a path to it. They've just been so bad. Um, And Denver's also very bad, but I just believe, I just think at some point they're going to have a game uh, where they break out. Uh, Daniel Jones is also kind of interesting, but this is going to be another Barkley week, I think, against Detroit. But Darius Slayton is really starting to pop lately. Uh, they could get Bellinger back. They have Wandale. So uh, there's also the Kenny Galladay revenge narrative. Supposedly he was on the field last week. Nobody saw him do anything, but they said he was out there. Uh, you know, so that that 5K range, those are the two for me. Um, I actually do like Daniel Jones a lot and uh, in this matchup. And, yeah, obviously, you know, Saquon Barkley rushing against – uh detroit is uh is definitely a tasty thing but i don't know man there's uh, you know there's i wasn't even thinking about the kenny galladay uh narrative wandell robinson did not practice on thursday it's something we're gonna have to watch um but you know between for for me it's about the uh you know it's about aiden hutchinson it's about detroit being the uh the team that blitzes the second most in the nfl it's about daniel jones's rushing abilities for me sure I think that's going to be something that's going to be very much in play here. I have Daniel Jones in the watch list because I actually, I, I, I kind of like him as that pay down cash game QB because he will run with the football uh, because he does have a pass catching running back in Saquon Barkley. Um, he's got the rapport with Darius uh, Slayton. Yep. Uh, they could be getting back Daniel Bellinger this week, which would be, really big for him. Bellinger was a big red zone target guy. So, um, I, you know, listen, if I'm paying down, I'll drop to the 5,700 and go with Daniel Jones way, way, way before I go with Russell Wilson. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Again, not, not, they're both home. Decent matchup for both teams. Uh, Jones, definitely the running upside uh, is there. Any thoughts on Mariota at 55 against Chicago? A little bit. A little bit. He's in that watch list. Again, yeah. here's a here's a quarterback who can run. Chicago doesn't have that pass rush. That's you know, that's that's the disappointing side for that. And I don't know how much Mariota's gonna get flushed out of the pocket and, and try and take off on his own. But mobile QB against a horrible run defense. I think the big problem is is that Arthur Smith just loves to run too much. And now he's like, I've got Patterson and I've got Algier. And I've got Caleb Huntley, yeah. so I can just run the ball 35 to 40 times a game with these three. And again, Mariota's not really passing that much. It's a great spot for him against Chicago. I just don't know what we're going to see out of it. Sure. Um, any other quarterbacks for you? No. Trash. Garbage. Yeah, I got nothing either. Hor- horrifying. Yep. No, uh, nothing for me either. Running back. Makes me sad. Barkley, as we know, is at the top. Uh, Nick Chubb. We talked about running backs against Buffalo last week. Yep. Um, they continue to do well. Dalvin Cook had a good week. Michael Carter had a good week before that. And Aaron Jones did a good week before that. 
Uh, now Buffalo's going to have to deal with Chubb. If it's going to be a snow game, great for Chubb. If it's going to be in a dome, great for Chubb. I'm fine with Nick Chubb all around uh, here at $8,200. Um, where are you going after that top two, though? What's your What's your next move? Um, I do actually like Dalvin Cook against Dallas. If you if you watch the the game and you watched how Green Bay did it with AJ Dillon and and Aaron Jones, they ran right at Dallas, and that's Dallas is extremely vulnerable that way. The Eagles were too. We saw Washington do that. Eagles go out now, and I think they just signed Dominican. They Stitt. did, yeah. Just plant that fat fuck in the, uh, in the middle of that defensive line. And I mean, we're, we're, go ahead, run it up the middle. Try it. It's right. unbelievable. The rich get richer. So I actually, I really like Dalvin Cook in this matchup this week. I'm fine with that. Um, and then I'll, then I'll, I'll skip out on John with Jonathan Taylor. I just, I think that the, I think the, the Colts come back to major reality this week. Flash in the pan last week against the Raiders. Oh man. yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you fire the coach, everybody's all in on it. Jeff Saturday's helping the offensive line in the ground game. Everybody's feeling good. Uh, but again, and you face the you're Raiders. Playing. You're playing the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. 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 Perfect storm. Uh, happy for them. Uh, Eagles are going to be pissed and they're going to, they're going to just trounce, I think here. Um, oh yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Um, where am I looking? It's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm I'm moving down. I mean, I know Josh Jacobs ran all over Denver the last time they played each other. Yeah, like he destroyed them. So I, th I think a lot of people are going to be looking at that. Um, Did people I'll forget about Joe Mixon because they had the bye week? Do you think? I don't know if people forget about Joe Mixon. I also don't love this matchup against Pittsburgh. Okay. I mean, I, I you know I'm listed. I, I I fucking love Joe Mixon. I'll, I'll love him every day, all day, every day. Um, but like it's kind of funny if I want to. If I want Nick Chubb or Dalvin Cook or even Saquon Barkley in my lineup, I have to I have to look at the paydowns. It's like the mid-tier backs kind of don't really do it for me in the mid-price that is. Yeah. And that's like that, you know, low 7 I, I think Ramondre will be chalky. He was very uh highly rostered against the Jets 2 weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, or 3 weeks ago it was. Uh and he, you know, 16 for 71, 7 catches for 72 yards. He didn't even score in that game, but we know uh, the touchdown potential that he brings. I mean, he had four straight 20-plus fantasy point games going into that last game against the Colts. So I think a lot of people will be looking at a Belichick team at home, out of a bye, against a Jets team that he knows how to beat, um, and Stevenson just being that guy in the mid-tier that they look to. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely concur with that statement. Uh, Corey pa uh, Corderell Patterson and David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I think we're looking at, at those two guys also being highly owned. It's a great spot for, for each of them. Yeah, I, I wonder if Patterson gets lower roster this week because everybody is scared about what happened in Carolina. Not really remembering that it was you know torrential downpours in that game. Uh, and there was probably a reasoning with Patterson just coming back from the injury that they went with Algier more in that game. But uh, I'm curious to see what the roster ship ends up being on Patterson because of that there. Because since he's come back, he has been in a timeshare um, in terms of snap counts there with Algier. So uh, certainly something to watch. But Montgomery with no Herbert, I agree, at 61. Uh, I do like that. If Jamal Williams doesn't play against the Jets, against the Giants, it didn't practice with an illness, um, do they give more to Swift or do we get a Craig Reynolds uh, <laughs> workload instead? No, I think you'll get a little bit more from Swift. But, yeah, we'll definitely – we'll see Reynolds, Justin Jackson. Yeah. 
Another another moronic we, name. We, that I, I, we were not up. wrong on Jamal Williams last week. In my he scored a touchdown. He mm-hmm. had the potential to score three because he threw a one yard touchdown to Brock Wright and they gave a goal line carry to DeAndre Swift. All season long, those have been Jamal Williams touches and then they just went against us. And then he got his touchdown in the goal line later in that game. So 7% roster ship on Jamal Williams last week for us uh, really could have been huge uh, if he would have gotten the work like he had traditionally been getting this year. Uh, can't count on a Brock Wright one-yarder every week, I don't think. So um, if he's healthy, would you would you go back to Williams at all? Or are you just worried about Swift slowly building up more and more? Of a no, I just, you know, I, I mean, the Giants give up a, a lot of yardage. To, to running backs, they don't give up a lot of touchdowns, a lot of rushing touchdowns, which mm-hmm. I, you know, is is something that, that you kind of have to take a look at. I, I mean, I, you know, again, I don't mind the – I like the price tag. I would – for 6,100, I'd rather go with David Montgomery. For sure. 6,200, I'd rather go with Patterson than to go with either Detroit running back. And then if you want to look further down on the other side of that um, – I mean, we'll see what happens with uh, with Gus Edwards. That puts Kenyon Drake possibly in play. Yeah. Um, I do like Devin Singletary if the game does not take place in Detroit and they play it in Buffalo in shitty weather. Mm-hmm. I'm in on that. And then, and then I'm I'm wondering. Here's this is the million dollar question, John. This is the difference between winning the million maker and Which not winning the million maker. Right. What's that? Which commander's back? Not just yeah. With do, do these commanders' backs, because I think both of them have the capability of eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, Houston's that bad. But remember, several weeks ago when we were like, "Ah, oh, Houston's run defense sucks," blah blah blah, and we went with both Etn and James Robinson. Not here in like DFS, but we were like all in. I mean, we used them in DFS, yeah. but we were like all in on these guys going up against Houston. So the question that I have is, is Gibson and Robinson the new Robinson and ETN, or are these guys worth doing? Because so far right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Gibson with the pass catching. Yeah, so the one thing with that game, of course, was the fact that everybody thought Jackson was going to go in and blow doors, and they didn't, right? They were they just struggled they just in general in that game. So the flow for Robinson wasn't there, and they had to use ETN in that game atn ended up i think still with like 12 fantasy points 13 fantasy points in that game and that was actually the beginning of the end for james robinson from that point on atn was the lead running back in right, that offense right. oh yeah yeah that was the end of james Robinson. yeah that that, that that from that point on atn was the number one running back in, ja- in jacksonville um i've only i've leaned robinson because he's getting 25 carries right <laughs> like he's right. at least gonna get the volume here and Houston is bad enough to where, and, and I've talked to you about this with Robinson when you put him in lineups, he's not very good <laughs> from a yardage per carry perspective, right? Like, no, he's not. He, he, yards after contact are like, I don't know, 1.2? Yeah, but he gets so many carries. Like, he's got 17, 20, and 26 in three of the five, last five games uh, where they've been ahead, right? So when they're ahead... They are pounding the football with Brian Robinson. Houston gives up chunk yardage to these guys. So, like, Brian Robinson right. could break off a 15-yarder against Houston just being a power back. What does Derrick Henry do? Now, Derrick Henry's obviously an elite, elite guy, but, like, power back 
breaking through Houston. Josh Jacobs, kind of a power back, just busting through Houston here. Robinson's a power back. He can just throw some some strength behind that and break through that line, that secondary, that linebacker group, and make some big plays. I think both are playable. If I'm picking one for cash games, Robinson's probably in there. Gibson's definitely more of a GPP guy for me. But even then, for a spend down, I think there's a safe floor at Robinson this week because I do think he scores. Um, I think they're going to get in the red zone and Robinson's just going to get in there. That run defense is that bad. So you're in on Brian Robinson then? Yeah, again, I, I haven't ever liked playing him this year. No, no, um, no, I don't. Listen, but... I, dude, I remember when I was like, man, I fucking hate Eric Ebron. He's the worst tight end <laughs> in the history of tight ends. And then like week two of DFS one year, I was like, we're all in on Eric Ebron. Yeah, you, you, so, it, this, all is, about the this is the, the Arizona Cardinals matchup from like three years ago where they just gave up touchdowns to every tight end. You just It didn't matter who the tight end was, right? You just had to play the tight end against Arizona that year, or there's like the Giants the year before that, you just play the starting running back against Houston. They, there's, they're not going to zero you pretty much. So um, unless you're, of course, James Robinson, which they have <laughs> the same last name. Is that James an omen? Robinson. Is that an omen, Howard? They have the same last name, James Robinson, Brian Robinson. That's, I, I you know, listen, man, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, it crossed my mind. <laughs> All right, like It crossed my mind. It made me a little nervous. I was scared. Uh, but I got I got nothing else after that. I'm not doing Henderson against the Saints. Uh, I I don't again like maybe like Algier maybe if you want to be different. I mean outside again that Carolina game was just a rough game for them altogether. But right, you no, know, he's still at ten for ninety nine against the Chargers. I mean they're they're they are using him. So um, I got nothing else. I don't I don't like anything else here. <laughs> All right, let's move on then. I, yeah, I don't think there's anything. There's nothing else at running back that we're we're gonna like dive in super deep. Yeah, on. Not Absolutely unless like not. news breaks. Um, you know, that's about right, it. right. Right. <laughs> All right. Wide receiver. Uh, Jefferson and Adams are both questionable. Uh, both of the top two price guys. Uh, love Jefferson. He's the cover of the wide receiver coach this week again. Uh, I'm not worried about Trayvon Diggs. We talk about it every week. What does he do? He gives a big place. Sure, he'll get his. He always gets his. He'll make a great play on Jefferson at some point, and you'd be like, oh, man, like, great play by Diggs. And then Jefferson's going to get two 70-yard catches against him because, like, Jefferson's that guy. So this will be a fun matchup to watch. Um, I expect Jefferson still to, to play well. $9,100 is super expensive. We've talked about wanting to pay up at running back for some of these guys. So you're going to figure out a way to fit him in your lineup this week, but... Um, he's, he's definitely the number one guy for me. And then if they move Diggs inside, Diggs against Cleveland, I'm, I'm good there at 83. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they move it inside, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it, listen, it's, it's tough. There's, um, you know, I mean, getting these guys price-wise in there, I mean, it's, it's still, it's. I wrote uh, up like six guys in the six to 5k range, so. There's a there's there's spots for for plays this week in that mid range at wide receiver, no doubt. All right, so let's uh, let's cruise through uh, wide receivers here. So yes, we love Jefferson, we love Diggs. Yep. I think Ceedee Lamb is obviously a, a major play here. Yep. Um, can't you know? I didn't write uh, up another guy in in the next ten, basically. You did not write up another guy. Nope. So no Amon Ra, no T. Higgins, no Olave. I'm cool with that. I'm nope. cool with that. No Boyd. Nope. Fine. No Cooper. Fine. No Gabe. Di- yeah. Okay. I hear you. So uh, let's see. The next guy that you 
threw down there. I mean, please tell me it was Terry McLaurin. Uh, McLaurin was one of them. I also wrote up Cortland Sutton because he had 11 targets last week, and he's the only healthy wide receiver in that offense. So gross. Well, so gross. Listen, I agree with you, but he had 13 fantasy points. 16 to 10. That's what this game is. 16. That's fine. He's going to get 15 targets, Howard. So uh, 6K Corn Sutton, $5,900 Terry McLaurin. Yes. As long as Heineke continues to be the quarterback. Did Rivera come out and name him yet? I know Wentz was like throwing and eligible to return. Um, I don't know, but the day he goes to Wentz is the day I stop using Terry McLaurin. Yeah, you play Samuel. You just play Samuel once Wentz comes back. Um, But Heineke and McLaurin are, are, you know, peanut butter and jelly. So uh, both of them are, are, are great players there. Uh, at that point there, Allen Robinson with no Cooper Cup. I mean, you gotta consider him. You got you have to consider him there. There's Stafford's gonna be back this week. I'd rather go Van Jefferson. I listen, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, both cheaper, but Allen Robinson at least has been on the field more this year than those two guys. And being, he's all um, yours. Being he's all yours. Listen, you're Full taking fade. you're taking away a guy in Cooper Cup who's getting 15 Full targets. Fade. I don't know. I don't think you can. I think it's no separation. None. Who's in, who's in the New Orleans secondary that he has to worry about? It doesn't matter. Nobody there. Jacoby and Myers. He's, and he's a nobody. Jacoby Myers at 5,500. Uh, I like, I like him. He scored against your Jets the last time they played. Uh, number yeah, one receiver yeah. in New England. Good, good floor. Cash game guy. Uh, but if he scores, he can, you know, he's safe for GVPs. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Again, yes. 100%. Gonna play him at fifty four. Put him in your lineups for sure. Um, Pickens is interesting. I don't. I know he's your guy. I didn't write him up, but again, he's scoring right. And and this. Well, I mean, he got that. He got a. He got a handoff. He got a. You know, yeah, one I mean, yard. That counts. You don't take that away from him if they're gonna. I'm not. I'm not him taking there. it away from him, but that's not something that you can rely on too much. And listen, I. You know, I. I don't think that Cincinnati's cover corners are great, and I don't mind using it. I just think that we're, we're kind of in a spot now where Kenny Pickett is looking like he's, you know, he, he's, he's just, he's not, there's no consistency from him yet. I haven't seen the game to game growth. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind it, but it's not, it's not number one on my so list. My, my thoughts on the Pickett carry Pickens carry there was that it was their first game since Claypool was traded and Claypool was the guy that generally got those types of plays so if Pickens got two carries there, he could be the one that fills in for the Claypool role in those running situations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was. I like th- the player. I'll use him in, in season long, all day long. I have to think about it as far as like DFS, okay. just because even at this price, there are a lot of yeah. there. There, there's to me, there's a lot of value at wide receiver. Yep, this there week. is. Uh, so Cook said fifty four. I also think is consider is considered in there seven targets. Assuming he's good to go. Uh, they keep telling us Gallup's going to get more involved. He did have seven targets in that game. If you want to throw a GPP dart, uh, we know he's a big play receiver. Uh, Darius Slayton is, yep. was, was the guy that I wrote up. Again, just a connection uh, there with Daniel Jones. Garrett Wilson's been looking good. Uh, again, tough spot for a Belichick defense out of a bye. Zach Wilson has kind of never done well against New England, but Garrett Wilson did. He had over 100 yards against him in that, in that game, so... Uh, put some potential there. Donovan Peoples-Jones, if they move it inside uh, into a dome, I like that against Buffalo's defense there. And then Van Jefferson, as you mentioned, at 45. So, again, I skipped most of that 6K tier because under 6K, there's like eight guys I think you can play. So, 
They really are. What about um? Let's let's just kind of looking at some darts here. Uh, did you say Jahan Dotson on his comeback? I didn't because he didn't play a lot enough. He he only okay. played like forty percent of the snaps, and again that okay. was a Wentz guy, you know. So I don't know what Heineke and him have a connection since he's been out basically this whole time. So okay. I, you right. know, I, I kind of faded, but he's a, a could be a GBP option for you for sure. Could get a bounce back from Mac Hollins after doing nothing last week to the final drive. Uh, well, but- that just depends if he's if his hair is braided. Then I'm out. But if his hair is is frizzed out and loose, that's when he balls. I'm telling you, go back and look at his game log and look at photos of him from each game where he did well. <laughs> okay, got to look for narratives everywhere. I threw Devontae Parker in the playbook. I know uh, the wide receiver coach. I know you hate him. You're just that's just gross. Did but... you throw Demir Bird in there as a dart throw uh, against Chicago? I did not throw Demir Bird in there. Oh, see, I don't really look at the passing offense for the Falcons. But but you'll throw Devontae piece of shit Parker in there. Well, I do that because of production, Howard. He gets he's been playing well. So outside yeah. of the injury, he's which, been playing uh, so well lately. He's always hurt. He's, he's, why he's on the top of everybody's list. Always hurt. Forty one hundred though. I don't I don't mind it. Uh, Skoranek said thirty nine for forty one hundred. I'd rather have Nico Collins. Eh, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. the dude saw ten targets last week, dude. Yeah, I'm aware. Ten to are you? Yeah. And you'd still rather have Parker than Collins? This feels like a good in a, in a, in a better matchup. Well, Chase Young's back. Like, what's that pass rush gonna be like for Washington? You know, against Houston, is that gonna disrupt their passing offense? You know, worry, worry a little, worry a little bit, worry a little bit there. But sure, if you want to go, if you want to go in that direction. We, I, you, you, we, we might be in a fight, you and me. Uh, Skoranek at 39. Yeah, okay, fine. Skoranek at 39. If any of those guys are out for, uh, obviously, the Eagles, we've mentioned Quez Watkins, but Zach Pascal could also be a dark throw at 3,500. Zach Pascal could be an interesting dart throw. If, if those guys are out, yes, Zach Pascal definitely comes into play because I think a lot more of the attention will fall onto Quez Watkins. Zach Pascal always kind of... He did that in Indianapolis. He always kind of kind of had these like random decent games. Mm-hmm. And then Virgil's at thirty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, he, he can go sit with Dulcich. Tight end. Speak. Speaking of which, let's go to the tight end position, yeah. shall we? Andrews is at sixty eight. We'll see if he plays. Andrews is at sixty eight. We will see if he plays. He did not practice again today. I know. Yeah. As much as you hate T.J. Hawkinson, you have to at least give him some flowers here, right? New situation. 19 targets, 16 catches in his two games with the with the Vikings. Do you, do you think he's worth the 53 now? No. All right. All right. I know you're such a hater, but that's fine. You know what it is? I just if I'm gonna pay up at tight end, then then I want I I, I want more. I want I want a better I want a better guarantee. I want a better tight end. What's in a there better for... guarantee than almost twenty targets in the two weeks he's been in the office? Ah, because I don't know if that's going to last this why, time what, around. What? But why not? He's given it in two weeks. That he's been with the team. They've targeted him nine in ten times. What? They're not going to just stop throwing to him. I'm skeptical. John. I'm telling you, the biggest difference for T.J. Hawkinson in this offense is the fact that they're playing him out of the slot now. They didn't play him out of the slot when he was in Detroit. They spread him out wide. Uh, Irv Smith played out of the slot for Minnesota, and Hawkinson's now lining up in the slot in Minnesota, and that's just a much better matchup spot for him, in my opinion. So um, I like it at 53. Uh, I told you on this podcast last week to play Dalton Schultz. You did, and I did. And you did, and you did. Play him again. They literally, he's, he's a little bit more expensive, 
but it's fine because he was underpriced before that. He's he's probably now probably where he should be, 43, 45 in that range. Um, another eight targets, 15 targets the last two weeks. Him and him and Dak Prescott, man, they just they they they're in sync. So uh, really love uh, Dalton Schultz here again. Uh, Cole Komet, I mean, just keeps finding the end zone. Uh, didn't practice on Wednesday, I guess, to a thigh, but I imagine he'll be good enough to go here. Five scores in three weeks for Cole Komet. Um, teams just can't sit anymore and, and shadow these guys, right? They're, they're worried about the run for, for fields and Komet's finding space. So, uh, I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, big price bump, big price yeah, bump. I mean, but... big, well, you had to expect the price bump there, but I mean, listen, I think this is probably the last week that you can use these guys and yeah. like feel really confident about it. Because if you look at Chicago's schedule beyond, uh, this game, it, it tightens up a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was the Eagles, Buffalo, Jets have a good pass defense. There's definitely a a, 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 a cap coming uh, on this Bears offense right. right now. So get it in while you can. Yep. Um, Higby, I guess. Say, there it is. Say it. Go ahead. Say his Higby. name, John. But is that, was it because Wolford was the quarterback, though? Like, you know, you know. Uh, um, it was a combination of Wolford being the quarterback, but also Cooper Cup was banged up. He didn't leave the game in the fourth quarter at the end of the game. Sure. So, and Matthew Stafford already has contact, has good solid connections with Tyler Higby. Yeah, That's why when you start talking Allen Robinson, I'm like, mm, so I think Van Jefferson gets targets. I think Higby gets a, a bump in targets here as well. Yeah. Um, I, need, I need to consult with Andrew Cooper on this one to see if anything changed with Higby's pass blocking because that was the reason that we were off of him and his production had just died the last three weeks was that they they were keeping him into pass block on passing plays. They weren't having him run routes. Um, and it, it showed in the numbers. Uh, last week, though, maybe they had him out there running a bit more routes, especially maybe once Cup went down. But, uh, yeah, good week for Higby at 4K. Uh, Dolchik again, willing to run back there. I, uh, four targets. One of them, he was wide open for like a 50 yard touchdown and Wilson just overthrew him. Uh, Las Vegas, one of the worst teams against tight ends can run it back. Foster Moreau, you can play him. Isaiah likely against Carolina. If there's no, uh, Andrews likely had just a one catch, but he, uh, had the touchdown was targeted five times. Right. I think we overlooked Foster Moreau here just for a second because yeah. I actually really like Foster Moreau. And I think that a lot of people are kind of not recognizing something that we actually identified early on in the season. Sure. And then we just kind of backed away from it for a little while. And that is the tight end against Denver. Um, last week, Austin Hooper had himself a good solid game yep. and, and they never throw to freaking Austin Hooper uh, there. The week before that, Evan Engram had four for 55 with a touchdown uh, against the Denver Broncos in that uh, in that loss. Um, we've seen it a couple of times here where teams are definitely going to the tight end. And if you're thinking about the fact that Patrick Sertain is going to be all over Devontae Adams, sure, Matt Collins could be the guy. I feel like Foster Moreau might be an unheralded Low low budget tight end this week. Yeah, my problem with Moreau is just the price bump on him, really, because you know, thirty seven hundred dollars now is just. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the same price as all the rest of the shit tight ends out there. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, Tyler, Tyler Conklin's thirty four hundred, and that dude, 
had what 72 yards and two touchdowns against the Patriots a couple yeah. weeks ago. I think I'd play Hayden Hurst at 35. I would play Hayden Hurst at 35, especially with Jamar Chase out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would go there. I would do that. Um... I don't. I kind of don't mind Dawson Knox if the weather if they stay outside. Yeah. If they the stay outside, I mean, I, I think I think probably he's a tournament play. I think regardless because he, he comes, oh yeah yeah, yeah. comes up with some plays. Um, Bellinger, if he plays, is going to be yeah. a good solid red zone target. Yeah. Let's see here. Brian caught a touchdown last week. Not going to really run back against Buffalo. Juwan Johnson caught another touchdown. Any mm-hmm. interest? 31 against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, some. Okay. Some. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't have anything else, though. That's probably it. Unless, like, again, unless news breaks. Yeah, I don't see anything for the for the back end of the tight end position at all either. Nope. So, all right, defense here uh, again. I like the Commanders at thirty one, as with Chase coming back. Chase Young mm-hmm. um, just really just changes. I think the way they they kind of handle uh, the, their defense there. The Patriots against the Jets. Sorry, Howard, but Zach Wilson throws like forty five interceptions. Whenever no, sorry, faces. necessary. Listen, <laughs> Ravens at the top. Yes, Patriots number two. Yes. Um. Eagles, yes. Sure. Uh, I agree with you on the Commanders as well. I think that's a that's a big yes. And then, oh, and then John, then I pay all the way down and I go down to twenty three hundred dollars. Pittsburgh. And I take those Steelers against Joe Burrow's turnovers, sacks, all the other nonsense that happens there uh, with the Bengals. Yeah. TJ Watt changes the way that defense plays. So. Yep. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely an interesting spot there for sure. Um, obviously, if the game stays in Buffalo and there's a blizzard, like you could probably go to the Cleveland Browns at 23 as well. Just thinking that game is yeah. 15, you know, 17 points, maybe a lot of total there. Um, but that's probably it. I don't think I'd go anywhere else. I don't think I would either. All right. What's, what's your lineup, Howard? You got one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here you go. I'm gonna use Daniel Jones as a pay down QB. Okay. Now I've got some I've got four hundred left over from this lineup, so there is some flexibility in this where I could go a couple of different ways. But for what I have for right now, because I can I there's I can manipulate one or two players here sure. and just move up to Kirk Cousins, because I know you're more in on cousins than you are on Jones. I mean I like them both. I wrote them up. I wrote them both up, but all right, what do we got for running backs? Nick Chubb, Cordero Patterson. Okay. Uh, my wide receivers are C.D. Lamb, Darnell Mooney, and Darius Slayton. Tyler Higby at tight end. Brian Robinson in the flex. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers D. Not bad, not bad. All right, so Steelers D. Uh, let's see, Robinson. Higby as your, your tight end, huh? Interesting. And then who is I, I think I just I think I threw Higby in there more to just kind of needle you a little bit more. In there. <laughs> I was gonna say because you're you're you had Dalton Schultz there at forty three, man. You can you just run him out. I do. I can put Dalton Schultz there. Do I want to? Do I want Dalton Schultz and CD Lamb in this uh, delicious cash lineup? Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're both fine, honestly, in the matchup. So. Oh, I do too. I uh, do too. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that lineup. I do. Again, the only question I have really is Cordell Patterson. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure. 
But if I don't go with Cordero Patterson, I could pay a hundred dollars less and take David Montgomery. Yeah, Monty's Monty's decent. Or, or Swift. I could go. Are you I sold go, on the three uh, running backs? What's that? Are you sold on the three running backs? No, I could I could turn around. I could just throw. Like I said, the, I've got all of this flexibility in this lineup, which I dig. I could throw um, Brian Robinson up as a as a running back, and that would leave me sixty six hundred for a wide receiver. Um, and that kind of that floats me into a into a couple of different spots. I, I mean, I wish it could get me a little bit more, but. Well, I was thinking you could probably upgrade your defense, you or you can move. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can move do that. Up, move up from Daniel Jones. I know you like him, but just throwing just throwing some different different combinations out there at you. You know. I told you, man. This what I like about this lineup is there's a lot of flexibility here. Mm-hmm. No, no arguments. Um, I don't mind that actually. What you have there, I went to kind of just doing a small pivot. Um, Daniel Jones, Nick Chubb, Ramondre Stevenson. C.D. Lamb, Darnell Mooney, Darius Slayton, Dolchik, Robinson, and the Steelers D. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just going from Dolchik down from Higby and then going up from to Stevenson at running back. So, What if we um, – I, I kind of like that. What if we did this at tight end? Where's Dolchik? He's 38. um 38. Okay. What if I went to, to Moreau? Does that give me a, a decent running back? Miles Sanders or Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Dude, this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah, I like it. I mean, again, if you're if you're stacking, you can certainly do different uh, kind of rebuild your lineups in different ways. But uh, I definitely think that there's some uh, some potential lineup combinations to be had out there. So uh, that is our uh, example lineup. Again, we'll have all of the content out. Playbook and dartboard on Sunday or Saturday, rather. Example lineups on Sunday live stream. You can find myself and the returning Andrew Cooper uh, this weekend on the Better Sports Network, and then Howard and Fensty on XM from seven to nine. So we'll have you all day coverage, all weekend coverage here for the NFL DFS Week Eleven slate. Uh, guys, we will catch you later. Good luck.